I'm Carrie Adams, and you're listening to Carrie's Connoisseurs coming to you from Solid Gold Podcasts. Here we talk to the movers and shakers, the drinkers, the dreamers, and all the people who make it happen in the liquor and luxury industries from around the world. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks for joining me today on Carrie's Connoisseurs. And today is the first podcast for Carrie's Connoisseurs for the year. I've been incredibly lazy. For all kinds of reasons, and if you subscribe to my newsletter, you'll find out why I told everybody. But we're back in the saddle. We're doing what we need to do. And a big fun thing, one of my projects for this year, is to bring, the Afrikaners would call it lacquer hate. The niceties, the niceness of wine collection and wine cellaring and the joie de vie and the fun and the happiness and the everything that goes around wine collecting. And I couldn't think of anybody nicer to do it with than Rob Brown. So, Rob Brown, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. Mm. Kerry, thanks for a lovely intro. Very kind of you. It's going to get better than that. Just wait. Looking forward to it. So, the thinking behind a podcast a month from Rob Seller is... It has a couple of, of facets. Firstly, I've known Rob for a very long time, too long to mention actually, but having said that, I don't know too much about Robert at all, other than the fact that I raid your bank account regularly um, when we do something with your wine cellar. Which is part of the course, I think. I know, he loves having his bank account raided, but we won't say that too loudly in front of Estelle. Estelle's just upstairs. Guys, if you didn't notice, we're in Rob's wine cellar, it is the most exquisite place. And today's introductory program is to pique everybody's interest about wine collecting and wine cellaring. And Rob is going to take us on his journey from walking into Norman Goodfellows a long time ago and saying, I like wine, to this amazing cellar that we're sitting in today. The other thing that you need to know is that we haven't called this anything yet. So Rob thought that maybe we should invite everybody who listens, watches, tunes in, plugs in, plugs out, to send us suggestions as to what we should call this little sub-frame of Carrie's Connoisseurs, and it has to have something to do with Rob and his cellar and or his wine. So send your suggestions to info at Carrie's Connoisseurs, and if you can't spell Connoisseurs, phone up Solid Gold. Because the person who came up with that name, Carrie's Connoisseurs, is to be found resident at Solid Gold. His name is Gavin Kennedy, and he made up that name that nobody can spell. Connoisseur. Or say properly even. Why couldn't it just be... I nearly put the magazine in the background so they could see how to spell it. <laughs> Why couldn't it just have been Carrie's wine show? It's or Carrie's Connoisseurs. Caring with Carrie. Caring with Carrie, but then not everybody. I've got some people who listen from Reykjavik. They don't know what care means. Oh, there you go. But we'll teach them Afrikaans. I've been rabbiting on for too, too long. We need to turn to Rob Brown. Rob Brown is one of his best attributes is that he's actually an ex-Michael houseboy, as is my son, which makes him extraordinarily nice, caring, loving, giving, fun, rich. Most of you are rich. <laughs> Aren't I don't you? know about that, Kerry. I think uh, <laughs> we uh what they call in today's terminology whoopies. Whoopies? What does that well stand off for? Well-off older peoples. Oh, my God. I thought that was me, except leave off the well-off. Older people. I'll just be the older people. <laughs> exactly. So Robert is an ex-Michael House boy. You were born in England. 
you grew up, I think your father was quite fancy schmancy and you grew up around the world, but we'll hear about that. And then we're going to hear about the birth of this beautiful cellar that we're sitting in. So Rob, tell us, where? Born in England, where? We are born in Cheshire in the UK in a little place called Bucklow. Nothing wrong with that. And um, what I remember of of that is nothing because we moved to Africa when I was two. So, and uh, then grew up in, in Zimbabwe or Rhodesia at the time. Um, got shipped off to boarding school at the age of six. If you were mine, I'd also have sent you to yeah. boarding school at six. <laughs> Did she just leave you there? No, no, you know what happens. You, your parents work for large multinationals. Your dad gets moved around and, and parents want stability and, yeah. and that sort of stuff. So the money was stayed up there. We got left at boarding school and, and you know, that was part of life. And, and it hasn't done you any harm. No, I, I think boarding school is a miraculous thing. I think I uh, it gives stability. It gives a great environment. It uh, yeah. it, it creates friendships. Mm. Um, you know, probably and, the most important. Yeah, and, and and people that you could bump into. I mean, I bumped into a guy last year overseas, and and I'd been at school with his brother at junior school. I mean, how oh, really? small is that in a yeah. in a ski resort in Italy? That you bump into someone As who's you brother. Do. You just bump into people, people in ski resorts in Italy, yeah. don't you? But that's it. You know, we must have been, you know, sipping a, a glass of wine or two when we discovered this. Of course you so were. So as one does. So you went to school and when you finished school, you went and did what? Well, no, then I came down here for high school to South Africa. Uh, fortunate to go to my class. Um, I've got a bit of a checkered school past. We won't go into that. People can go and uh, look at I that. I didn't see you on the expulsion list. <laughs> no, I wasn't on the expulsion list, Carrie. I was very young. So obviously uh, coming <laughs> yeah. out, of, uh, out of that environment and Zim, you know, still playing under 15 rugby in, uh, in grade 11. You know, very, very young. So yes. I ended up doing a, one or two extra years. I told my kids I spent extra years of school for their knowledge now. Mm. Uh, I don't think they believe one cent of that. No, and quite but, so um, they shouldn't. No. <laughs> Fortunately, they're a lot smarter than I am. So, uh, and, and oh, you've got to wake up quite early in the morning to be smarter than Rob Brown. I'll tell you that <laughs> so, much. And, uh, and, and so, and that afforded me an opportunity. It afforded me the ability to meet people. Um, I got stuck in at school, so my academics weren't great, but I got stuck into lots of things. So we raised money for wildlife, um, did a lot of... Uh, sporting and, and that sort of stuff, but it, it taught gave me all round education, which was fantastic. Mm. And um, and from there, I, I then got to go to university to study to be a quantity surveyor. To be a what? Quantity surveyor. Okay. Yeah, counting yes, bricks, nice which which you know is quite important when you want to build houses. And wine cellars. And wine cellars. Mm. Yeah, you need to know how many bricks your wine cellars can count, <laughs> and and how many bricks you need your friends to be able to write on. It's very important. <laughs> We're going to show everybody those bricks. We will show the bricks I'll, a bit we'll later. We'll tell you the story of bricks. So. And and then and then and then I went back and and, and went back up to Zim and opened my own business in in IT. Got out of QSing straight into IT. Did you ever work as a as a quantity surveyor? Only in my holidays oh, really? <laughs> to earn money. Yeah, but I I preferred IT. I mean, I, I saw opportunity. It was young. It was the nineties, mid nineties. Okay, so I'll tell you all a secret. Robert is actually a serial entrepreneur. Um, I did try. When I realized that we've been friends for a very long time and I don't know too much about your background, I tried to do a bit of research, but Robert, he's like the big head honcho of cybersecurity, just in case you didn't know. So 
everything's a secret. So you can't find anything. There's nothing about you anyway, Rob. Well, Carrie, if you want to know about me, you, you well, need to, you need to uh, drink more. spend time with me. Yes, I'm going to spend more time with you. Yeah. So you, you left university. You never worked as a QS. No. You fell into IT. Did you go back to Zim or Went what? back there, started there, spent about two and a half years there, and then got the opportunity to come back to South Africa. And then came back here, opened up the IT company here, and, and we progressed from then. And as you said, got involved in a whole lot of other things. So on the sub side, we're in a little bit of mining and we're a little bit of property and we're a little bit of uh, telecoms and we're a little bit of this and a little bit of that and now a little bit of wine. He makes it sound so easy. And I'm just going to hope that this, and when you're thinking of a name for us, bear this in mind, I hope that the seller acts as inspiration enough for hundreds of young people who want to venture into the world of wine, wine tasting and wine collecting. Because you've got to be rich to have a seller like this. You've got to have lots of dedication. And you honestly, we've been collecting the wine for you for a long time. Carrie, I've been collecting years 20, 27 years. Mm. Is when I, so when I first came back here, end of 96, beginning of 97, I thought, okay, let's start collecting a little bit of wine. I think the trick is always to try and buy more than you can consume. Well, I always say to everybody, if because I've stocked many a seller in my lifetime and I've helped many a person become acquainted with the familiarity and the loveliness of wine rather than this terribly intimidating subject that a lot of people seem to think wine is. And along the way, I've always said to everybody, you need 365 bottles, one for every day of the year, and then maybe one extra for the angels, because we'll tell you about the angels share that disappears from your cellar every year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you. <laughs> There's all kinds of mystical things that happen. But then, if you've got the 365, that's working on the assumption that you don't drink a bottle every day. Enter Rob Brown. He does drink a bottle every day. So 365, and by the end of the year, he's got nothing. Mine? I drink a bottle every 10, 15 days maybe. So by the time we get to Christmas, I've got an extra hundred and something bottles that I haven't drunk in my cellar. Well, then it's easy to collect, Gary. But I you mean, see. you see, my problem is that I have some of these um, mysterious visitors. The angels. Those yeah. little angels well, the angels, about. and some of them want some angels when they sit down here. <laughs> but um, they come and, uh, and, and we entertain. And that's part of it. So, so 365 actually is not enough for it's us in a year. We're a little bit north of that. But yeah. uh, so that's, the, as you said, the problem is to keep on collecting more than you can consume. Yes. And, and I got helped along the way by you on that when I, um, when I popped in innocently for a couple of bottles of champagne. You didn't even, you came for cold drink, didn't you? No, I came for a couple <laughs> of bottles of champagne. Never, never. No. Why would I come to Norman's for a couple of bottles of cool drink? I mean, a couple of bottles of champagne. And, and there was a, a small deal going on. Would you like a couple of odds and ends that aren't on the shelf? Yes. Come and into my... Come in, come into... It's come like, what said the spider to the fly? What, my parlor? Yeah, yes. exactly. And, and, yeah. and it was like, we think there might be about 300 bottles that are loose here. If you take them, there's a, a special deal. And to which I agreed upon, only on the Monday, to have <laughs> 1,200 bottles delivered to <laughs> my house. I think Solia and I had purchased a, a seller of sorts, or we'd bought something from South African Airways, or we'd done something. There was like thousands of bottles in boxes 
Well, there was this and that and the other, and there were some pearls. I mean, I must say, there were some absolute pearls, some some eighty three Rubicons, you know, and that <laughs> no, sort of stuff. That, that uh, and some signed wine, and and one or two bottles of that, and one or two bottles of French. But the problem was, no one knew what was what. No, no. So and you so got the a, job of sorting. So I got it. the job of sorting. Well, the first problem was that I had to expand my then cellar to accommodate the twelve hundred <laughs> bottles. So, which was quite a, a feat. So you thought, I'm going to do this. There's an easy way of doing this. I'm going to drink half of them <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. And we'll sort out the other half. We'll sort half. out the rest. No, so yes. first of all, we had to then knock out the bay window at the house. Yeah. Uh, extend the wine cellar and, uh, and then go from there. So, and that gave us a quick, a quick wine cellar with some aircon and, and the ability to store about, I think, 2,000 bottles. Uh, so, so we had some already and then we added the rest. And, uh, and that became fun. How many bottles does this cellar hold, do we think? I mean, we're not going to talk about the ones in the boxes just yet, but if we're just putting into, into racks. If we're just putting into racks, oh, it's about, about 3,700. 3, 3, okay. Yeah. So the thing is that this is the introduction program to whatever we're going to call this, in your cellar, story from your cellars, tales from your cellar. You can see in Rob's cellar, Bollinger spoken here. I thought that was quite a nice name. Well, there's another one we'll show them later that um, gives you a lot of other excuses. But we'll, <laughs> we'll maybe try and change the cushion each time so that yes, people we'll get to see a different message. So. Every time. So, so we are going to have a drink, and the idea is that we're going to also open a bottle of wine. Every time we do one of these, I can see Shannon and Brennan nodding their heads on the other side of the camera. We are going to open a bottle of wine every time, and we're going to teach you and take you on this gorgeous, magical journey of what's inside Rob's wine cellar. For here and now, though, today, we're not drinking today. Um, we'll sort that out from, from, from the next podcast. Over the years, have you swerved in a single direction? Or do you remain fixated on one specific thing that you love? So, Kerry, for me, I'm very passionate about South African wine. I, I've had the, the fortunate um, opportunity of tasting lots of wines from all over the world mm. with one or two friends at one or two functions, be it um, a birthday in the Alps or on a cruise ship uh, going from Tahiti to New Zealand, as one does. As you do. As one does, and tasting lots of different wines. And, 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 and fortunately, taste some amazing, uh, you know, Atkins 100 or, you know, wines and mm. that sort of stuff. But I still think value for money, bang for buck at the end of the day, South African wines are very hard to beat for the quality and the price. And so mm. probably about 85% of this seller is, is South African. South African. And predominantly red because you love your red I love wine. my red wine. White wine you can buy on demand. It doesn't sell for a long time in South Africa. But red wine, I think there's some great makers of red wine, some fantastic estates out there. And if you spend a little bit of time, um, you know, heading around the Cape, be it, you know, to the Hemelnada Valley or into Robertson or, or all those sorts of places, um, Stellenbosch, you'll find some fantastic wines. There's some beautiful people to meet. There's some fantastic winemakers. That's the fun thing. It is the fun. That's bit. one of the nicest parts about wine collecting, is the people that you get to meet along the way. You really do. And we've had some fabulous evenings in this very cellar. Um, 
and maybe you should, maybe I shouldn't shoot your shot for you, but we do do tastings. If you want tastings, you tell them about it. Hey? Yeah, so I mean, we, we are fortunate. We've done Not quite a few billions. tastings. No, that's more ex- and it's, it's more very exclusive. exclusive. But we've done. We did a great champagne tasting down here. Um, with a whole lot of people, uh, it was really fantastic. The, we the, did a whiskey the, one. Here we did a whiskey well. down here as well. We did a fantastic whiskey one with a networking group yes. of people. It was fantastic meeting new people, networking, um, getting to know each other, um, and, and that was actually just brand new people. And from that, we've, we've met a whole lot of we new have. people, um, and, and and actually have spoken to some people about business. And that so it's uh, for me, it's very conducive to. A fun environment. Mm. It takes some of the seriousness out of it because you're sitting in a cellar. Mm. So it, suddenly everyone's calmer, and then and then you and just enjoy yourself. And that's yeah. you know if you go out to a restaurant, everyone's it's seems to be stiff. a little bit more stiff. And mm. and you know, uh, whereas down here it's 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 family. It's about. In fact, the I evening. always leave early. I do the tasting. I leave early, and I get an update the next day. That Robert was ushering people out of his cellar at sort of two and three in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's the early time, Kerry. That's the early but time. But that's that's not really where it's at. It's it's to emphasise the loveliness of wine and wine collecting, and we can also help you if you would like. Who was the architect on this wine cellar? Well, it was uh, late architects. They were part of the whole design house. But in terms of did what they give up the ghost did. after they finished working for you? <laughs> no, I think, I think... Oh, a year of building with the Browns. Oh, yeah. my God, heaven can wait. No, so, so imagine when we originally built the cellar, carry. we actually didn't put any of the shelving in. No, I remember. So we just had the glass, and then from there we went and we... Uh, we spent two years looking at... I think your dog wants to come and join us. Oh, she can come. Is it Monty? Monty, yeah, I think Monty. Monty can come and jump on your sofa. Oh, it is, in comes. fact, Monty's cellar yeah, at the end of this the day. Is Monty. Monty is the one who will get up on the couch. Come on. In fact, he'll also jump up on the table. Come on. Come, Monty. Come and introduce yourself, Monty. Do you want to come sit up, my boy? He doesn't like you. He wants to be oh, on my side anyway. Come on, put you up in the middle here. There There's Monty once. on the Bollinger cushion. Yeah. Or uh, King Charles Cavalier. Isn't he lovely? He yeah. has a sister as well, I think. He's so, half the size. And uh, he'll get up on the on the dining room table if we all leave the table at night um, to see if there's <laughs> any does. chocolates or any food that might be available. Um, Monty will come and help us Never. Monty's in perfect shape. Look at yeah. his waistline and everything. Exactly. <laughs> as, as my mother said, he, he's, he gained uh, my, my, my well-rounded gene. <laughs> So, uh, He's but, very um, sweet. He will be here till the party ends. So we were talking about the architect. Um, we killed off these architects that did this one, but we have got others. No, there's plenty of architects uh, around. I've got some that I use for some. And, um, I'm sure you have. But the nice thing about it, Kerry, is things change. And, you know, what's part of the cellar and why we took so long to, to do stuff in it was it came with... Um, portions of our previous you know life and everything like that so when I was when I was moving around a bit and that I had quite a few portable uh you know things to hold my wine in and so they became incorporated into the wine cellar yes you know and also a big thing for us unusual but we've put a place to put cheese down because I (laughs) cheese and 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 obviously hang your saucisson when you come back from skiing in France but I mean beautiful things like that to incorporate so so that when we've got a dinner down here, we can leave the cheese and the yeah. meats in the wine cellar. It's, it's shut off. The dogs can't get to it. And then it's at the right temperature. 
But then people come down and they go, wow, what a presentation. How awesome is that? And, yeah. and it's part of that it's atmosphere. Part of, yeah, it's part of creating. And not everybody is as fortunate to have such a big space for a seller. But it doesn't have to be this big. No, it doesn't. But we are going to fill you in on tips. And I'm going to have to speak to the Kennedy kids and see in future podcasts if we can do a roving camera that goes and does things about what happens with the dumb waiter that comes down on a lift and the this and that. There's a million secrets and stories that lie behind the bricks and the glass and the bottles, which we're going to tell everybody about. Exactly, yeah. And the fun about it, the passion about it. Yeah. I think the thing about this is it's, it's about having fun. It's about enjoying it, and it mustn't be a task. It mustn't be a chore. Yeah. It's got to be enjoyable. It's got to be, you know, also people ask me, how do I know where the wine is? Well, I, I packed all these bottles by hand. So I spent well, I the time knowing cellar. where the wine is. I know, my cellar. I don't, and then you have one evening where you think you know <laughs> where everything is, and you become a bit sort of frantic looking for something, and bottles come out, and bottles get put back in other places. And the next time you go into your cellar, so we've got tips on how to manage your cellar as well. All kinds of tips and things. So there's a few things that we need to do. First of all, we've introduced Rob. We've introduced his dog. We will introduce the whole cellar. We'll tell you all the things that you can and can't do in and out of your cellar. In fact, you should be allowed to do anything in your cellar. But there is some cellar etiquette that we'll teach you about. One very good thing before we get off the architectural bit of the cellar, one of my favorite things in your cellar, Rob has a wall behind that camera which is made of rough brick. Is it called fair face, face brick. brick? Face brick. Face yeah. brick. Oh, it's not plastered. And when we have things here, or when he has things here, he's got a piece of chalk. And you can go and write this little story on a brick, sort of old Picasso-ish. Wasn't it him who used to do that? He used to write yeah. on walls in restaurants? He used to, exactly. So we've got a Picasso wall behind us here in this gorgeous cellar, and it's a lovely idea to put into your cellar when you've got people who are coming in and they can go and write on the wall and say what they drank, what the date was, who they were with, why they were with. There's so much to think about, and there's so much to do. And as I said, Nobody better than Rob to do that. So we'll be going forward. We need from you a suggested name. And the name that we choose. Yeah, I think we should be giving a bottle of wine to. We'll give them a bottle of wine. Yeah, I think so. A we'll nice find something out the cellar. Yeah, we'll find something. You'll find something nice out the cellar. We'll find something nice. We're going to do updates on harvests for you. We're going to do updates on all kinds of things in the wine industry that everybody deserves to know about. And maybe what we'll also do, Carrie, is, you know, with the business travel I do, we should mm. be bringing maybe a bottle or two back from somewhere Definitely. overseas that we can talk about and add into the mix. Definitely. And we're going to taste you through bottles, but like normal people taste through bottles. Not people like me who go and do judging and competitions where you sniff and you spit and you ooh and you ah and you puff and you blow. That's all one thing, but that's my job. Yours is pure pleasure and enjoyment, which I want you to take to all my customers. Exactly, Carrie. And wine is about it. And, it, you know, maybe you are a person who likes that block of ice in your wine. Well, that's your choice in life. We're not um, going to invite you back if you do. But <laughs> <laughs> or, but, or in your whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, uh, but, but that's the whole thing about wine. It's very subjective. Mm. It's, it is about drink 
the wine the way you want to drink Absolutely. it and enjoy it. And, and, and we're not going to maybe all agree on things. No. And that's life. It's like mm. anything in life. We've got different thoughts and different concepts, but the whole concept is enjoy it. And if you don't like something, then move on to the next one. Yeah. We don't have to fight about it. We just have to move on. Yes, exactly. So in a month's time, we're doing this like every four weeks, hey? Yeah. Once a month in Rob Cellar, we need a name. We need some buy-in and some input from you. And we're just inviting you to come along on our wine journey in Rob Cellar. And some feedback. Maybe you want us to taste a different type of wine or exactly. talk about something. And Maybe they found yeah. something that they think they sh- we should all tell everybody about. Or, or maybe they've got a bottle that they don't, they've got a special bottle that they don't want to try because they're not sure about it. And we might they're have a similar bottle team. here that we could test with them using our Coravin or something like that. And, and, you know, say, this is actually fantastic to drink now. Exactly. You know, there's that opportunity as well. Lots and of opportunities. To meet people and follow people on wine and suggestions and that sort of stuff. Wine is a bit like, I can remember when, when we were kids, really, there, was, there were movie critics. Yeah. I mean, we don't really go to the movies anymore because we have them in our own homes. Well, I, but... I don't know where to look up the critic now. <laughs> but there was a movie critic called Barry Ronger who we all loved and adored. He was exactly. big, burly, happy, intelligent, well-spoken, erudite Barry Ronger. And I just knew that anything that Barry Ronger um, recommended tickled my fancy. It was my kind of it was my kind of movie. So we hope to be your kind of wine critic, really. Yeah. That or, easy person who you can actually just... Or send a question in. Send questions in to, yeah. to info or whatever it is that the kids will tell us. Um, and we'll address them. It's a bit of a test the wine team. Have fun with the wine team. Do whatever with the wine team. It's a fun wine program. That's the concept. Have fun. Enjoy it. Look forward to the next version. Look forward to maybe us doing some unusual stuff and mm. trying some unusual wines or, or, you know, even be at port. I mean, you know, on the other side well, of we things. We can do port. We can do champagne. We can, 100%. We've got some great champagne. We here, love we? champagne. We love We've champagne. got that. Yeah. We can do whiskey. We can. We can do brandy because we quite like brandy. Sure. You're talking about free state cappuccinos now. <laughs> free state cappuccinos we exactly. do. Exactly. But we've got all kinds of things. Vodka, that we... there's even those sorts of things. So, so we don't want to just limit it the to wine. The only thing I mean... I'm not good at is tequila. No, but Kerry, that's a very different taste. And uh, maybe grappa we should actually look at. Because grappa, grappa we can do is wine, grape spirit. Wine, yeah, 100%. I think we should look at it. So anything that comes from grape spirit, anything we should have a look at. Anything that comes from grape spirit. But that whiskey, we're going to make a little bit. Yeah. Robert's got a kilt. But he gets himself decked out in the whole thing and he looks terribly handsome. I thought you had your kilt socks on, actually. No, 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 but these are my orange spotted socks. Yeah. Um, so we can do whiskey evening as well. We can. We're going to do all those kind of things. Guys, I do hope that you join us. I do hope that you spread the word and I hope that you come on this little journey with us. Thank you for tuning in. That's us for today, I think. Fantastic. Thanks, Carrie. I'm looking forward to the next version. Done. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.